MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 953 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday and what a weekend it was. We're going to get into all the bets here in a second, guys. But man, my two favorite weekends of the year, the wild card round, the divisional round, uh, only because I would say, uh, obviously, the quality of games with the quantity of games. So can't wait for, obviously, uh, the next round here, AFC NFC Championship game. We're going to actually have a little bit of an early sharp report for that game. I think there are a couple angles to look at historically, as well as uh, both these games hanging around key numbers and hooks. So I'll give you some early, early thoughts on the uh, championship games. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, wildcard divisional round, we get both Saturday and Sunday. Now it's just Sunday. Uh, it's kind of sad. What do we only get? Three games left. Uh, we have these uh, these two this weekend and then the Super Bowl. Uh, but either way, guys, uh, we did pretty well over the weekend, I would say. Now, uh, quick recap here. Uh, by the way, I do have a four pack of sweats for you today. I got two college basketball plays. Uh, I'll be looking at a big game here tonight, the most heavily bet game of the night, as well as a tiny low bet obscure line move game, which uh, we did pretty good on Friday, winning uh, both of ours with Fairly Dickinson, and uh, I even forget the other one at this point, but I remember it was a winner. Uh, but I do have a NBA play for you, uh, as well as a hockey play for you. So uh, four-pack here tonight, and then we'll uh, kind of have an early sharp report for the championship round, uh, second half of the pod. But looking toward the weekend, guys, in terms of our spread plays, two and two. Now we got Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes once again. I learned my lesson in the Super Bowl. I was an idiot and took the Eagles. Uh, Patrick Mahomes getting points proved me wrong, and uh, I learned from my I learned my my lesson there. So uh, took Mahomes there with the three, um, and uh, obviously came through uh, huge with Mahomes in the spot. Ended up closing at two and a half, so we got some closing line value. Uh, but I learned my lesson not to bet against Mahomes as a contrarian dog. He came through once again for the team. We got Green Bay uh, covered that number as well. I was screaming. For that uh, linebacker, or who was it, Greenlaw, to get down and not score, and uh, you know which would have actually screwed our, our points there. And I'm glad we did get the ten because we didn't see that line creep back up uh, to ten. I didn't even think think it might even get hit ten and a half at one book. Uh, but but got Casey and Green Bay. 
Now, lost on Houston. That one was kind of frustrating because it was tied at the half, and then obviously the uh, the um, the Ravens abs- absolutely roll Houston in the second half. Uh, and then Tampa Bay plus seven. That one was really annoying because one you had Tampa Bay go for it, which obviously would have covered a lot of numbers. We got a good seven there. It ended up closing at six, so late movement was on our side. Uh, but they go for two, they don't get it, and they end up losing by eight. And then also Todd Bowles, like, dude, what are you doing? I get like, you know, you probably wouldn't have come back in that game, but he didn't use his timeouts. He might have gotten the ball back. Like, he just totally gave up on that one. So Todd Bowles, you're not, uh, you are not my friend right now. But a uh, tough one when you get a, a good plus seven and you lose by eight. So to me, Tampa Bay, that was just kind of a tough break, even though the line came back our way. But in the props department, guys, this is what gave us a winning week over the weekend. Four and two with our props from the Sharp Report, from Beeson.com and the Morning Bets pod. And it was all about the tight ends. Cade Otten going over yesterday. Dalton Kincaid going over yesterday. And then on Saturday, uh, Schultz going over and George Kittle going over. So I don't know what it is about these tight ends, but they're all speaking to me over the weekend. And this is kind of my uh, my angle with props, guys. We've been doing very well with our prop bets. Uh, to me, it's, hey, don't focus on the big, heavily bet, obvious, popular players because, you know, the pub- betting public's going to bet on them. And, you know, obviously, sometimes you're going to have inflated lines where, you know, taking the quarterback over or, you know, star running back over or star wide receiver over, it's just going to be an, a bit of an inflated line. So focusing on these lesser known guys and really the sweet spot has been like receiving uh, either whether it's tight ends or wide receivers between like 20 and 40 yards. That's kind of been our sweet spot here. And then looking toward the juice going over with a good matchup. So uh, four and two, the losses were Rashi Rice. He got banged up. He came up short. And then I did take the CJ Stroud over passing yards and I kind of regretted that after I bet it, but uh, grinded out a profit with our tight ends in the prop department. And then you might have had some other winners. One was uh, a play that we talked about on the sweat. Texas money line. I had a heart attack on that one against Baylor, but the unranked home favor versus ranked opponent came through. Uh, and that's why we went money line and didn't lay the points because uh, they wouldn't have covered with the spread, but the money line they cashed, they won by two. Uh, and there's an epic ending there. They're up by three. I tweeted this out because I was just so, so excited that they were able to cash. Uh, but Baylor hit a three uh, to tie it. And then they went coast to coast and Texas scored to win the game at the, at the buzzer. So got Texas as a money line, unranked home favor, ranked opponent. And then how about biting in the arena? Evloev, our guy, data-driven contrarian reverse line move. Public was all over the uh, the dog there, but line kept going to Evloev. Evloev in the UFC, in the Octa- octagon, came through uh, for a nice hit there. So overall, guys, pretty good weekend. Let's see if we can keep it rolling into today. So as I mentioned before, uh, we're going to hit on a four-pack today, two college basketball, one NBA, one NHL, and then finish up the pod with an early NFL AFC divisional uh, AFC championship, NFC championship sharp report here. So we're going to talk about it all on a big Monday episode 953 of the VEASAN Market Insights pod. Now, before we do dive in our sweats, a little bit of housekeeping as always. I always mention this because, uh, one, I want you guys to you know have somewhere to go when the pod is over. Don't just twiddle your fingers and say, "Hey, that was a hopefully a good pod." But what do I do now? I want to give you some uh, some more insights. So the first thing I would recommend doing, uh, you can either do it after the pod or pause the pod right now and go do it. But go sign up for a free daily newsletter. It's called the Veasan Daily. It's a great amount of information for free. Great resources, great insights, uh, and it's put together by the team at Veasan. So we're going to give you every single morning. Uh, once you go to beeson.com slash newsletter, plug in your email, hit submit. Then every morning moving forward, you're going to get that daily newsletter, uh, which just basically sets the table, sets the menu for you in the sports betting market each day. Uh, you wake up, you pop it open, and you get excited to attack each day in the betting market, um, whether you had a good day, bad day. Uh, it's always a, a you know kind of a an angle here to continue the challenge of 
continuing to stay hot if you're if you're hot or you know turn it around and bounce back if you had a bad night but the team at Vison will do that for you every morning uh, we're going to give you links to all of our, our articles let you know what the team of analysts at Vison is focusing on that day recaps from the previous night insights from pro betters as well as from sports books uh, odds makers so you're going to get those insights articles promos for legal sports books so you can shop around and get the best number and get some sign up bonuses uh, and then you're also going to get links to all of our podcasts as well so you can again sign up vison.com slash newsletter then if you're looking to take that next step in your sports betting journey we'd love for you to become a vison all access pro member you can sign up vison.com slash subscribe once you sign up you're going to get everything we offer so spend a little money to make some money become a vison pro subscriber you're going to get best bet picks from all the guests and the hosts at vison sent directly to your inbox multiple times throughout the day. You're also going to get uh, links to uh, all of our articles, so everything behind the paywall, the DraftKings percentages, bets and dollars, uh, live stream of all of our shows, so you can watch the sweat on the weekend. You can tune in and see what uh, what I have to say on the weekend with my my crew of, of uh, buddies and analysts, uh, Julian Edlow, Steve um, Buchanan, and Emerson Latia. The sweat on the weekends, again, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, uh, as well as um, on the DraftKings Twitter page. Uh, but then you're going to get, as well as that, all everything I just mentioned, all the betting guides as well. So all included uh, when you uh, when you become a pro member. Uh, also, give us a follow on social media. We pump out great sports betting content throughout the day from our Twitter feed. You can follow us at VEASAN Live. You can follow me at Josh underscore Insights. So with that being said, let's get right back into it, guys. Let's see if we can uh, have another winning day here. And as I mentioned, that's what I really love about sports betting. Uh, you're never going to be perfect. You strive to be perfect, but you you know you'll never be perfect. Uh, but each day pre- prevent uh, uh, what I should say is presents a new set of challenges. Uh, and again, the challenge is to have a winning day. That's always the the challenge. So uh, let's accept that challenge. Let's start breaking out some games here. I want to go to college basketball because we have a kind of a small slate, only 15 games overall, but two games really jumped out to me. One is a really heavily bet primetime game. The other one is a tiny little game with a really sharp line move. So let's start off with. The big one tonight, the banger, 7 o'clock, Wake Forest in North Carolina. The most heavily bet game of the night. It also happens to be the most lopsided game of the night and the sharpest play of the night. Uh, so I'm going to go here with Wake Forest. Now, I mentioned Wake Forest this morning on the Morning Bets pod. I, I also jumped on Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly. I got Wake Forest at plus 8.5. Now, I always mention this because it's a gift and a curse. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, the good thing is Wake Forest is down to plus 7.5. So, boy, did we get a great number. If you tuned in to follow the money or listen to Morning Bets or read the Sharp Report on the new VEASAN website, VEASAN.com, it's great that th- this line continues to move in front in favor of Wake. So if you're holding a plus 8.5 like me, you're loving that you're getting a full point of CLV. Now, the bad thing would be if you didn't bet it yet, you can only get a 7.5. So uh, you haven't, uh, you've haven't you missed a little bit of value here. So for purposes of this pod, again, I'll play the 7.5, but again, this is a shameless plug to uh, tune tune into morning bets, read the sharp report, try to get the best number that you can. Uh, but hopefully I've taught you guys a few things along the way that even if you don't read the sharp report or listen to the pod, maybe you notice this sharp move toward Wake Forest anyway. So uh, with all that being said, why is Wake to me a sharp bet tonight? Well, let's kind of look at the way this line is moving. North Carolina, first off, comes in in this game uh, with a record of 15 and three, and they're the fourth ranked team in the country. Now, Wake Forest is 13 and five, good record, but they're unranked. So right off the bat, we have a ranked top five team with UNC. Wake is unranked. So the public says, hey, don't even think about it. Play that better team, which is the ranked team. They're ranked for a reason. UNC is going to blow out Wake Forest tonight. Lay the points with, with UNC. However, North Carolina is getting upwards of 80% of bets, yet the line's dropping to Wake Forest. 
So what's going on here? If the public is all over UNC and they open at minus eight and a half, you know, why aren't they up to minus nine and a half, minus ten and a half? You know, you would think with such lopsided betting toward UNC, the odds makers would adjust the line further toward UNC, you know, to mitigate their risk and uh, entice betting on um, Wake Forest. But no, this line is dropping toward Wake, even though everybody and their mother, again, I made this analogy this morning, but you walk into any bar tonight, you know, this is going to be the game on, I think, it is it an ESPN game? I know it's a nationally televised game. It probably is ESPN, but this is going to be on every bar TV across America. And who's the public going to sweat? North Carolina. Uh, so even though UNC is getting 80% of bets, the line's dropping plus eight and a half down to plus seven and a half in favor of Wake Forest. Tells me smart money is going Wake Forest here. Uh, Wake is only getting around 20% of bets, uh, but they're actually taking into account uh, nearly half the money. So a great low bets, higher dollars bet split. And what I also like about the Demon Deacons, a couple other angles here. Aside from just most heavily bet game of the night, most lopsided game of the night, sharp reverse line move toward Wake, uh, is also it's just a classic buy low unranked first rank system match. If you look at unranked team versus versus ranked teams over the last two seasons, it's 59% against the spread. Uh, so again, the thought process from the public is take the ranked team, but actually they're pretty much overvalued, which is actually an opportunity to go the other way. Uh, also, you have kind of that um, conference dog angle, you know, with the team uh, ACC matchup, both teams from the same conference. It's kind of like divisional dogs in the NFL, you know, the familiarity as well as the rivalry aspect in college levels, the playing field. Uh, again, we've seen some upsets in these, you know, unranked first rank situations. I would love Wake to win outright, but again, I'm just hoping they cover this number with the points. Um, but that conference dog angle, again, is another feather in the cap of Wake Forest. Uh, also, you have some statistical advantages here. Uh, Wake Forest has the better effective field goal percentage, 55% versus 52%, better three-point percentage, 39% versus 36%, and better free throw percentage, 80% versus 76%. And also, what I like about Wake is a dog that can score. Wake Forest is averaging 81 points per game. You know, we've talked about this in terms of whether it's college basketball, college football, you know, pro sports. If I'm a dog in a spread sport, I want a dog that can score so that they can either keep pace or have the opportunity for a backdoor cover. So you add it all up here, guys. Most heavily bet game of the night. Everybody's on UNC, yet this line is falling to Wake Forest. Again, I got Wake at plus eight and a half. Hopefully a lot of you guys got it as well at eight and a half. Uh, now it's down to seven and a half. Um, maybe you could wait. See if it ticks back up to eight, you know, because it's fallen so much at this point. I would be, I would love it if it got down to seven because that would be further evidence of Wake Smart Money, but I'd be a little bit surprised. So maybe you wait it out. It's a seven o'clock game. Maybe shop around for the eight. Uh, but for, for the pod right now, I'll, I'll play the seven and a half. But again, I got the eight and a half earlier today. Hopefully you guys did too. Let's go Wake Forest. Hopefully that eight and a half, seven and a half won't matter. Let's win the game outright. Let's lose by seven or less. Let's go Demon Deacons. So we just talked about the most heavily bet game of the night. Now let's talk about one of the games that's much lower bet, but it has that obscure sharp line move. Weber State, Montana. Let's go Montana, baby. I'm on Montana money line. I got Montana on the money line shop around. I think I'm at minus 130. Uh, Montana, to me, is, again, approaching these games differently in terms of how heavily bet they are. Like Wake UNC, sharp line move, but I put a lot of stock into going contrarian because it's going to be the most heavily bet game of the night, most public bias to bet against. Weber State, Montana, I don't put as much in a contrarian because there isn't as much public to bet on this game and go the other way. So what I do lean on, you guys know by now, those obscure line moves. Montana opened at minus one. They've been bet up to minus one and a half. Some shops even up to Montana minus two. Uh, Montana, by the way, they're playing well. They've won 10 of their last 12 games. Uh, and you look at uh, percentages here. 
Really good percentages on the money line. Only 60% bets, but nearly 90% of the money is on Montana on the money line. Uh, why is that important? Because again, you're right around a, a very low spread, not nearly a pick em game, a very short number here. Uh, so I'm going to go with that minus 130 on the money line. But Ken Palm does have Montana winning by three points. He's got him winning 75 to 72. So hopefully uh, Ken Palm is uh, on our side here tonight. At least it appears that he is. I'm going to bank on Montana's offensive efficiency. They're ranked 72nd in the country versus Weber State, who is 84th. Also, Montana, better rebounding, 36 rebounds per game versus 34 for Weber State, as well as better at the free throw line, 78% versus 76%. And once again, guys, home road. I uh, can't stress enough how important this is. Uh, Montana is 7-2 and two at home this year, so good home cooking. Weber State is just 3-4 and four on the road. So again, you got to apply kind of a different style handicap. Of course, we're always trying to be sharp and contrarian and beat the closing line. But in this situation, uh, it's the line move, which is so important to me with Montana because the public didn't wake up after a, you know, an, an amazing weekend of NFL uh, playoff football and say, hey, what am I going to do to keep that adrenaline rush going? Oh, Weber State, Montana, nine o'clock. That's what I want to do. No, public's going to play Wake Forest, North Carolina. This is an afterthought. Yet it's not an afterthought for pro betters who have hit Montana and caused that line move. So Montana, let's see if the Grizz can do it. Uh, I got Montana on the money line at minus 130. Keep on cruising. Uh, so we have four bets tonight, two down. We got That means we got two more to go. Got an NBA play for you. I'm going with the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line. The Cavs are on the road at the Orlando Magic. Uh, I got the Cavaliers on the money line at minus 130. Some shops closer to minus 135. Uh, but this one jumps out to me for a great system match, as well as a uh, good sharp line move. So the Cavs on the road at the Orlando Magic tonight. Cavs open as a one-point road favorite. Cavs have now been bet up to minus two. So right off the bat, we have some good sharp uh, line movement in favor of Cleveland. Now, looking at the money line percentages, because it's a very short spread, 65% bets, nearly 80% of the money is on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs are playing great, by the way. They've won seven straight games. Uh, so we have that system match in terms of um, a good sharp line move, good low bets, higher dollars bet split. Um, but really what I like, and again, a team playing great right now, but what I really like is this rest first tired advantage. One of my favorite system matches in the NBA, fading teams on the second leg of a back-to-back. The Magic played yesterday. Uh, so the Orlando Magic uh, actually ended up beating Miami. Uh, so they're playing again here tonight. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Cavs were off yesterday. So if you look at fading teams on the second leg of a back-to-back, uh, that is 113 and 87 ATS this year, 56%. Then if you look at road favorites straight up in the NBA, they're 146 and 75 straight up, 66%. So both these system matches would land on the Cavaliers. And then I'm, I was digging a little bit deeper into the scheduling here, uh, but actually this is Orlando's third game in four nights. So it's second leg of a back-to-back and third game in four nights. Meanwhile, Cleveland is playing their second game in five nights. So the Cavs are much more rested here. Again, it's a tough schedule spot for Orlando. And I love it when a system match and a line move align. They're on the same side. Uh, So system match here, again, with the fade back-to-back, rest first tired in favor of Cleveland, plus the line's going to Cleveland, minus one up to minus two. Uh, Offensive efficiency, uh, both these teams are great defensively. They're both top three. Uh, but it's really that offensive efficiency for Cleveland, hopefully, which will be the big advantage. Cleveland is ranked 16th in offensive efficiency. Middle of the pack may not seem great, but Orlando is 24th. So you add it all up here, guys. We got a good sharp steam move toward the Cavs. Huge rest first tired advantage. Better offensive efficiency. Uh, good percentages here. And 
Uh, Cleveland's playing great. They've won seven straight. So I'm going Cleveland Cavs on the money line, win the damn game. I'm on the Cavs at minus 130. Now, last bet for you. I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but I'm sticking with it. Um, I'm going with the over in the Chicago Blackhawks-Vancouver Canucks game. Uh, So this is a huge, and by the way, it's over six. So this is a huge line here toward Vancouver. Vancouver is obviously one of the best teams in hockey. Chicago is one of the worst teams in hockey. So Vancouver is a minus 450 favorite, a massive number here. Uh, Am I laying a 450? No. Am I going... Minus one and a half. I know some people might be doing that. I'm not going to do that either. You're going to get a better uh, number here. The spread or the puck line on the minus one and a half is, let me pull it up. Uh, it is minus one and a half at minus 175. So at least a little bit better here. Um, I'm not interested in Chicago in a huge upset either. You know, plus 350. That would be great to hit. But um, I'm going to focus on the total here. I'm sticking with the over. Uh, the over six. Now, uh, checking these totals. Uh, with the over six, first off, it's juiced up over across the board, over six at minus 115, minus 120. Uh, so wherever you look, you have that liability toward that over. Uh, pretty good percentages to the over, 60% bets, nearly 80% of the money is on the over. And Vancouver is your number one offensive team in the NHL. Uh, this is what I do like about this spot, uh, 3.83 goals per game. They're actually the, uh, what are they? The let me find their over under record. Yeah, their third best over team in the NHL at 28 and 16. What gives me a little bit of you know anxiety here. So I'm trusting the the juiced up and the um, the percentages and obviously how great Vancouver is the over. What worries me is that Chicago doesn't score a lot. Uh, Chicago is one of the worst scoring teams in the NHL, but they are one of the worst defensive teams as well. Chicago's giving up uh, 3.57 goals per game. That's the fourth most in hockey. Uh, these teams did play. Uh, back about a month ago it was a four to three game. So you would have gone again over, over uh, the current number over six at this point. Uh, goaltender wise, Demko has been really good. Mrazic, not so much. He has a goals against of 3.04. Uh, so again, with a big number here, Vancouver expected to win. Uh, we need to get six goals. I would say the one saving grace here is if this was like six and a half over again, I'd still kind of, you know, respect the market if it was juiced up over six and a half. But the one thing would be, Hopefully it doesn't come down to this, but fighting for a push, you know, like if it lands on six you have, and you have an over six and a half, you lose lands on six. You got an over six, you push. So I want to win. Obviously I don't want to push. Uh, maybe I'm looking for a silver lining here. Again, I'm worried that Chicago won't score enough, but I am going to stick with this one. This is a morning bets pod play for me. If you guys don't know me by now, I dance with the one who brung me. Uh, so if I make a bet, I'm sticking with my bet. Uh, now, if I lose, I was probably you know supposed to lose and I'll learn from that. Um, but I, I'm not going to bet the other way. I'm not going to buy it out. I'm sticking with it here, guys. And I'm hoping that uh, Vancouver lights up the scoreboard here. So can we get a, you know, a five to two game, a seven to seven to seven to one game, six to one game, uh, a four to three game? Maybe Chicago will surprise us and put in some goals. But I am going to stick with this over. It's still juiced up. I'm going Chicago, Vancouver over six goals. I got it at minus one twenty. So there you have it, guys. Uh, we got Cavs money line in the NBA. Uh, Blackhawks over six. Montana money line and wake again. Hopefully you got wake at, at plus eight and a half uh, in college tonight. Uh, but we're not done yet. We're going to take a very, very short break. When we get back, I want to give you an early AFC NFC championship sharp report. So we're going to dig into the past a little bit. How do favorites and dogs do when it comes to uh, straight up an ATS in the championship round? What are we seeing uh, for these two games here in terms of early line movement? I did notice uh, a couple of prop bets that jumped out to me. 
uh, because I'm becoming a crazy prop person now. You can blame all my buddies at DraftKings for turning me on to props, but I'm actually glad they did because I don't know about you guys, and I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like it's easier to win props than just regular game lines. So who knows? Maybe maybe you would disagree. But anyway, we're going to hit on it all. Wet your whistle for some early con- uh, conference championship talk uh, for both AFC, NFC, Chiefs, Baltimore, Detroit, San Fran. When we return on episode 953 of the VEASAN Market Insights podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena, approaching betting from a sharp, data-driven, contrarian angle, your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, everyone, we are back at it. Episode 953 of the VEASAN Market Insights pod. And boy, did we have a pretty good weekend, guys. Two and two with our with our sides here. Kansas City, Green Bay came through. Tampa, heartbreaker there, and Houston couldn't come through. But we've been diversifying our portfolio, betting more props. We had a great weekend of props, four and two. All tight ends, Otten, Kincaid, Schultz, Kittle, all hitting the over. Again, might have had Evloev and Biting and a epic, epic Texas money line play in college hoops, unranked home favorite ranked opponents. So with that being said, we started the pod talking our plays here for tonight. Wake Forest, hopefully you got an eight and a half. Montana money line, 
Cleveland Cavs money line and the Chicago over six goals. Uh, but now let's go to the NFL championship weekend. Uh, final two games here. Uh, and then we'll have our Super Bowl, which I cannot wait for either. Obviously, a few weeks away. But before we give uh, kind of an early sharp report for both these games, let's dig into the past a little bit. I mentioned this on Mitch and Pauly in the morning, but you guys know me. I like to combine both the past and the present. You know, the present, I'm looking at uh, how did this tonight's game or the upcoming game open? You know, how is the line moved? Percentages. But then also system matches to me are digging into the past and trying to find a, uh, a profitable angle where it doesn't matter who the team is as long as they match the parameters. That's been a historically good bet. So if the if the basically the past can combine with the present, you just feel even that more confident about placing a bet. So digging into the past uh, one in the AFC NFC championship round over the last 20 years, we have seen home chalk do very well. Home favorites on the spread are 19 and 15 against the spread. 56% home favorites on the money line are 25 and nine straight up 74%. Now uh, it's a bit complicated because postseason dogs have been a smart bet as well. Uh, dogs are six and four ATS so far this postseason, uh, which is a uh, 60% cover rate. And they are now since 2017, 49 and 33 ATS 60%. Uh, so to me, it's just kind of, you know, keep that in the back of your head. You're not going to just blindly bet the dogs because dogs have been great. You're not going to blindly bet the favorites just because the favorites have been good in this particular round. But these are things that at least going into it, I want to be aware of. Uh, now, in terms of the current situation here, uh, let's take a look. So uh, if you look at, let's start with uh, the first game here. We'll look at uh, Kansas City and Baltimore. Now, the first thing that jumps out to me is Kansas City Patrick Mahomes as a dog. We just spent the weekend and all week talking about uh, how can you possibly pass up Mahomes as a dog. Um, Mahomes is now 9-1 and one against the spread as a dog. Um, and I actually am most likely going to be on Kansas City here. Uh, the only reason is, you know, with both of these games, they're just so far away that I want to kind of let the bets build up. I want to get some injury reports, uh, get some more clarity on the weather. Uh, I don't see a, a huge reason to bet these games right now. And I also don't want to lock ourselves into a bad bet too early that maybe things change throughout the week. What I am conscious of is being on the side of a trendy dog. Now, looking back at it, if you go back uh, towards Saturday, you know, Green Bay and the Houston Texans, they ended up being slightly trendy dogs. They're getting around 60% of bets. Um, and again, we went one and one. So I'll take that because, you know, I don't want to be on a trendy dog, but I had so many system matches on both that. Uh, you know, you make the decision to try to make the smartest bet that you can. And uh, again, I played both dogs, went one and one ATS. I'm fine with that. Um, but I want to be make sure that we're not on trendy dogs here. Now, I don't think you're going to be with Kansas City. Now, it's very, very early, but currently the Chiefs are only getting 38% of bets against Baltimore here. Uh, Baltimore is getting 62% of bets. Like on the one hand, this is going to be a public narrative that, again, let the media and let the public, you know, kind of pick a side here. On the one hand, you have how can you not take Mahomes as a dog? Plus three and a half, plus three. Uh, but then also, Baltimore looked, you know, they were arguably the best team in the NFL along with San Fran this year. I would argue Baltimore is the best team in the NFL. Uh, I actually did put a unit on Baltimore plus 200 to win the Super Bowl because uh, I thought that was kind of a good value play. I uh, did that over the weekend with my buddies on the sweat. Uh, but in particular, you know, Baltimore's only laying three at home. Uh, I know it's the Chiefs, but they're only laying three at home. So, again, you can make a case and think about where the public might side more. Is it with getting great team like Baltimore at home at a short number? Or is it with Mahomes? Again, who's 9-1 ATS as a dog, just went into Buffalo and won. How do you not take him getting points? So, I want to make sure 
uh, that Kansas City remains the contrarian side. Again, I think they will. They're only getting 38% of bets. Most likely, guys, I'll be on Kansas City here. Now, you could make a case to grab Kansas City right now because you can't get the hook, uh, plus three and a half. Uh, this game opened Baltimore pretty much minus three. They got up to three and a half. There are some three and a halfs out there, but they're juiced up like they're coming back down to three. So if you tell me you want to grab Mahomes right now, plus three and a half, I'm not going to argue with you. I was actually considering it. Um, but I don't see the huge need to because even if it gets back down to three, I don't really expect it to get down to two and a half. I, I think it'd be extremely unlikely the books would you know get down to that number um, because that would open up so much Baltimore liability. So what I'm getting at is, you know, do you have to get the three and a half right now because it'll never come back? I don't think so. I think maybe throughout the week it could rise back up to three and a half. So I don't see the kind of the impetus to immediately go get that three and a half. Again, I'm most likely going to be on KC plus three and a half, but I want to wait it out. It's very early in the week. These games are extremely heavily bet. Um, so let's let the public do their thing here. Um, and then um, also you look at, again, the system match playoff dogs, as we mentioned, the odd match with Kansas City. But if it holds true that Kansas City is getting less than 40% of bets, we get Mahomes as a dog um, and we can get the hook, which again, I think should be available throughout the week. Then that's the side that I'm leaning on. I'm not going to bet it yet. Let's get some more confirmation. Let's let the public have their sales Let's let the bets build, you know, build up. I think it's a contrarian better. You know, it's always difficult. Like, you know, people always ask me like, when should you place a bet? Well, I think if you, you, you place a bet early in the week, if you think uh, you have a great system match where the line's going to get worse and you better hit it now before it gets worse. But typically I, I like to wait later in the week. I want to look at late game day movement because that's so important. I want to let the public have, have as much bias and participation as they can have. Um, so in this spot, again, I'm leaning very early on Kansas City, three and a half, as long as they remain contrarian. Uh, but let's uh, let's wait this thing out. That's my early thought for that game. I would mention too, uh, looks like there was some over, uh, sorry, some under money that came in. Total open like 45 and a half. It's quickly down to 44 and a half. Uh, it could be some weather. Um, the early forecast is like high 30s, 10 mile per hour winds. Uh, maybe this is more of a matchup situation with two pretty good defenses here. Um, and then also, uh, one prop bet that caught my eye early on was Lamar Jackson over 59 and a half rushing yards. It's juiced up over minus 120. Uh, he had 11 rushes for 100 yards against Houston. And Josh Allen just had 12 rushes for 72 yards against Kansas City. So that 59 and a half feels a little bit low to me. Uh, and again, it, it's a uh, juiced up over prop right now. Again, let's wait this thing out, see where it develops. But early on, again, I'm, I'm leaning Kansas City plus three and a half. Mahomes is a dog. Um, learned my lesson in the Super Bowl. I was you know, vindicated yesterday, uh, and I'll, 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 never, I'll never bet against Mahomes as a dog again. Uh, it, the only caveat to that would be, unless he's a trendy dog, but again, I don't see that here, but let's let the public do their thing. The second game, Detroit-San Fran. I'm intrigued by grabbing Detroit plus seven right now, guys. Again, this is a, another situation where I'm going to wait it out, but you did see San Fran open at a lot of shops. You know, I saw some openers minus six and a half, minus seven. Six and a half's got up to seven. Some sevens are coming back down to six and a half. It's juiced up on the Detroit side, you know, plus uh, plus seven at minus 115, minus 120. So once again, if you tell me you like Detroit and you want to get the seven now, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, they have a good offense. Again, dog who can score. Keep pace here. Uh, weather should be pretty good. Nothing in the way of uh, as of right now, um, you know, like like you know, wind or, uh, or, or rain or anything like we saw in the last game. But I am a little concerned that Detroit could be trendy. You know, Detroit's getting right now 54% of spread bets. So again, let's see how this thing develops. 
And I'm not going to run to the window and, and grab a seven right now, even though that's the side that I lean because, um, you know, do we see this thing get down to six and a half, immediately get back up to seven? You know, you can always think about buying points. Like even if it gets down to six and a half, it's probably going to be juiced up towards San Fran. So getting Detroit at seven shouldn't be that hard of an issue. Um, but I would bank on uh, one, Dan Campbell. Uh, Dan Campbell, who we, we know and love. When you bet on him, especially as a dog, he's 36 and 17 against the spread, 68% overall. Now he's one and one ATS in the postseason, but as a dog, he's 22 and 10 ATS, 69%. Also, Debo Samuel, you know, he missed the, or he got hurt and left that last game early against the uh, Packers. I was reading a tweet, it was Schefter or somebody, they say he's 50 50. So it was Debo out. Again, that's something you want to monitor. So once again, I'm, I'm leaning toward the dog, Detroit plus seven. I'm not going to bet it now. I'm going to monitor it. Um, and also, uh, I want to make sure that these aren't too trendy of, of dogs. Kansas City most likely will not be. Detroit, they're a little bit trendy, getting 54%. So let's keep an eye out on both of these. Now, there was a prop bet that caught my eye, Jameer Gibbs. It's funny, like on Twitter, when he lit up, uh, he had a big, long touchdown run or whatever, catch out of the backfield. And everyone on Twitter is like, I thought you can't draft a running back in the first round. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, dude, it's like, whatever. Anyway. I, I like Gibbs. He's, he's the guy's electric. Um, but Gibbs jumped out to me over 23 and a half receiving yards. Can he get you 24 receiving yards against San Fran? It's juiced up over minus 120. He's gone over this number in both postseason games. He had 40 against Tampa Bay. He had 43 against the Rams. Uh, so again, uh, Gibbs is a guy uh, to monitor here. So long story short, guys, it, even though I think it's always tough like to resist the urge, like I want to go bet KC three and a half right now on the hook. I want to go bet Detroit. Right now, plus seven. But let's let's be cautious. Let's be a little patient. It's very early in the week. Let's see how it develops. I think you can probably get these numbers again later anyway. Um, and then we'll see how, see how it goes. But let's have more public participation. Let's get some weather reports. Let's get some injury reports. I saw today, uh, I think Detroit signed Zach Ertz, uh, which is a nice little addition there. Uh, coming off, I think their second, their backup tight end got hurt. Uh, but there are things that can change. Let's let the public have their say. But again, gun to the head, I'm looking at KC three and a half and Detroit plus seven on the, in the props that we mentioned, but I haven't bet them yet, full disclosure. So let's wait this thing out, but those are my early leans. Uh, that about does it for today's VEASAN Market Insights Podcast, episode 953. Reminder, if you enjoy the Market Insights Pod, the Morning Bets Pod, the sharp reports that I write, if you enjoy the sweat show that I do on the weekend from the DraftKings studio, if this style of betting, you know, you become a believer, uh, where it's, hey, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight, but this is all about grinding and being on the same side as the Sharps, the opposite side of the public, trying to get the best number, looking at data, not betting with your your heart, but betting with your head. If this style of betting has helped you along in your sports betting journey to become a sharper better, uh, whether you've learned a thing or two, whether you've become more contrarian, you look at percentages now a little bit more, you look at system matches, uh, you look at fading trendy dogs and dog-to-fave line moves and unranked home favors, ranked opponents, any of these little little tips and systems that we've uh, taught along the way. If any of that is the case, or if you just enjoy the pod, you think I'm a decent guy, you want to make my day, make me happy, or maybe you've been riding some of these props in the NFL and you've, you've turned a profit, uh, profit, a profit, I should say, pun, pun uh, intended. But if any of that is the case, uh, then I have a request of you. Make my day and learn a little bit more and maybe give it as a gift. Go to Amazon.com, type in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Go buy my book. Uh, it's got a lot of great nuggets. It's got everything I've learned in the industry, how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online. 
uh, all included uh, in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So pick one up. I uh, would make my day. Give it to your buddy uh, who, who uh, parlays everything and say, hey, no more parlays. Flat betting, my friend. That's in the bankroll management chapter. But if you want to pick one up, it would make me very, very uh, proud. And uh, you're going to learn something on the back end as well. The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Uh, but that about does it for the Vison Daily Morning uh, Morning Bets pod. That's my other pod. You always get your get your uh, your pods mixed up sometimes. But the Market Insights pod. How uh, that about does it for episode 953. Reminder, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brook in New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun down in Connecticut at the Encore in Boston, in my neck of the woods, or Plain Ridge Park Casino or MGM Springfield, or out in New York breaking hail records every month in the Empire State, or out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walters sends his number runners where the lowest juice possible is found at the South Point, or Sweat and Sharp Contrarian plays with Stormy and the crew at Circa, getting a victory burger at the end of the night, the Mandalay Bay, the Superbook, wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me and you're going to show me some nice tickets over the weekend. Show me an Evloev UFC ticket, a Texas Moneyline ticket, coast to coast. Uh, how about a uh, Kansas City and Green Bay ticket? And how about some prop bets, baby? Uh, Kate Otten, Kincaid, had to sweat that Kincaid. He had to get a couple catches late. Schultz, Kittle, uh, show me one of those tickets, guys. Guess what? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book. Sweat Sharp Contrarian plays all night long. So I wish you the best of luck, everyone. Have a fantastic Monday. Reminder, uh, I am off Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So uh, maybe I might be getting after it a little bit. Tonight's my Friday night. Have a little bit of fun. Bet some games. Um, just kidding. Or maybe I'm not. But anyway, uh, I'll see you guys back on Thursday. Uh, but Ben Wilson will give you morning bets the next couple of days. Uh, and uh, again, I always miss like Tuesday, Wednesdays sometimes. Um, I think it's always you know a good thing to clear your head. Take a little bit of a you know breather from betting sometimes because then you miss it a little bit more. Uh, and it gives you good perspective, but I always look at some good system matches that cash on the days that I'm not here. So Tuesday, Wednesday, next couple days, look out for unranked home favors, ranked opponents. Keep an eye out for that. I'll just tell you that right now, but you guys know the drill. I've taught you well enough or you don't need me anymore. Maybe, maybe you need me a little bit, but you don't need me anymore. You can uh, play these system matches on your own. Uh, but guess what? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book. Sweat sharp contrarian plays all night long. So have a great night, everyone. My parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. But we are always playing the long game. Remember that. And if we can can, can find that sweet spot, games that fit our model, don't force a bet, but if it's a system match, fire away. Against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some CLV. If we can do that, we're going to have a good 2024. So enjoy the sweats, everyone. I'll see you guys back on Thursday. I'll see if we can cash some tickets tonight. As the wise man of Easton likes to say, and I agree with him, cashing tickets, that's what it's all about. Good luck, everybody. Have a great Monday. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.